CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic, where Trump's 100 days have come and gone, but Cross Politic will be around forever. That's right. Well, or Jesus, at least as long Jesus as Jesus will be around. That's right. But yeah. as long as we can make it, be I'm not. Around. I'm not going to be around forever. Cross, cross okay. Politic no, no. might be ending. Our kids, right? Our after kids, this show. our kids, Cash and River and. Uh, I got six. Andrew, I guess. I, I like Andrew. Oh, uh, he's I like not your the son, Andrew. Boy, though. I know, but he just came up to me and said hi the other day. Yep. I was hoping you move because he knew I'd be. And him. he said, he said, I'm three years old. And he said, Hey, can you hold me? <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll so I picked him up one. and held him. That's what, that's what three year olds do. <laughs> I know. He was. He. I came into. I came into his house, David's house. Walked in and he came and shook my hand and said, My name's Andrew. I'm three years old. Can you hold me? <laughs> like all like one breath <laughs> Toss him, I do a good job holding you son what you need somebody else for I was like I understand I understand I know who your dad is so we got a guest with us today we do he, we not, do. he hadn't asked me to pick him up <laughs> he said he said he said hi my name is Mitch Stokes don't touch me <laughs> <laughs> the good doctor yeah, Mitch so. it's good to have with you have you with us today thanks for having me appreciate it Dr. Uh, Mitch Stokes is uh, we'll, we'll say more about him later but he's a professor yeah. of was, was it like philosophy, something like that? Yeah. At New St. Andrews College here in Moscow. And so he's live with us in the studio today. Yeah. Very deep thinker. Too. We and, love having yeah. live people in the studio. So thank you, Mitch. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. You're very and, welcome. And uh, maybe maybe we all like tag team him, take him down before he leaves. Give he, him a little noogie actually, before he leaves. He actually is like a martial artist. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not doing that. Like, like it's, I think the three of us real. can no. take him. No, no. Okay. Yeah. No. no. Nope. All right, well, let me get into some cross-Baltic news since you guys don't want to fight Mitch. No, no. <laughs> so what I got for you guys, a couple different topics that will hopefully all tie in together, and I think this kind of will eventually get into our conversation with Mitch. Um, of course, Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner. I'm I can't say, I can't say Caitlyn? Caitlyn. I can't say Caitlyn. I don't know Caitlyn. Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Jenner um, has come out and just very disappointed in Trump's uh, first 100 days, very disappointed in Trump's. Um, LGBT was, policies. Was he was he a supporter of Trump? Yes, he vote. I believe he voted for Trump. He came out okay. before the um, November elections. Wow. I think he has this weird kind of libertarian that makes him want to vote sure. for conservative. Okay. But then his whole transition into being transgendered kind of happened in the administration. So I'm sure his philosophy is going to get even more skewed, and eventually he'll vote Democrat. Huh. That's my that'd be my take. But he but he just came out and he said he's disappointed at Trump. Yeah, his his LGBT issues. He said he's kind of disappointed in, in the first 100 days, particularly on the LGBT issues with Trump and mm-hmm. and Jenner. Um, recently, I forget where he said this, but recently they are talking about the LGBT community and sports. And, yeah, it was on Tucker Carlson's show. Oh, was that was that yeah, on Tucker's yeah. show? Okay, yeah, and he said 
it, that there's no big advantage for transgendered men in women's sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like, come on, you know, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Anti-Science. Well, he also <laughs> said on the show that he, he's not thinking about going to the Democratic Party. That's not where he wants to go. He said it'd be, it's harder to get the Democratic Party to think conservative about things and easier Oh, man. <laughs> easier oh, man. to get the conservative party right to think more liberal when it comes to social, social things yeah. so he's he's has an agenda to go after the conservatives oh, to move them closer towards he's the like, center he's like they're they're suckers right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah well yes absolutely and it's interesting that <laughs> well and that's what trump said he said i'd never run democrat because republicans are suckers really remember well, remember trump said um i forget the exact words he said but he said something like if i ever chose to run i'd run for as a Republican nomination, because I could ease, they get their vote a lot easier. If Bruce is going to start talking about people being disappointed, I think we're the first ones who get to be disappointed as plastic surgeon. Yeah. Right. Like that's, first of all, somebody messed you up. I know. It's yeah. just wrong. Someone just did wrong. something wrong to you. No, it's wrong. And, and didn't he recent, didn't he go through the full he, well, surgery? I don't know. If he that's went what they the said. Full, but I saw, I was watching Tucker Carlson and he started talking and I couldn't understand what was going on in front of me because I'm hearing this low voice like this. And I'm yeah. seeing this kind of, weird structured face that looks something similar to a woman with long hair yeah and i couldn't make those two marry yeah. it, was, it was bruce it was it was bruce oh wow. yeah and i couldn't make those two marry and i'm sitting here this is why are you making me go through this you know I, it, why are you making me watch yeah. you my, my wife came home and she was listening to the radio on the way home from somewhere and, and she said she was listening to npr and they were interviewing a man yeah who turned out to have been bruce jenner yeah after, you know he owes us an apology. Yeah. No, seriously. No. Look, I, look I'm just going to say, if you're going to be a woman, just go out, just be a woman and let me be fooled. Be like, dang, that's a man? I want to be fooled by it. You know what I mean? I don't want really to sit up here struggling the whole time. Like, I don't know if it's a man, it's a woman, it's the same thing at the same time. That's just wrong to us. Like, I'm disappointed. Yeah. You know, we're, we're disappointed in, in you Br- got, Bruce's first hundred days. You got all kinds of money. Buy, yeah, buy some money from Kanye and go get a better surgery. That's all I'm saying. That's great. You know, That's we, great. I'd rather, we can talk about being disappointed. But Kanye but, needs to borrow money from I, Look, get else. it from somewhere. Yeah. But I don't care. That's just not fair to well, us. Well, here's, here's and, what's hilarious. So in the discussion with Tucker on this uh, sports uh, and LGBT issue, Tucker challenges him and says a transgender woman won major weightlifting titles. Right. Um, and... Uh, so it's a, a mass- man, it's a man that's is, is pretending to be yeah. a woman winning winning weightlifting weight yeah. w- wrestling titles. Okay, yeah. and it seems you know, and so he's just saying there's a major physical advantage. Obviously, that's what Tucker right. said. And then Bruce, in response, said the Olympic Committee has done 20 years of studies yeah. on this issue, <laughs> hormone levels, etc. There's standards and guidelines. And then and then he says, and if you meet those guidelines, you can compete as a woman. Yeah. So what? There's a guideline to be a woman. Well, there's there's an objective guideline that the limit committees come up with to be a woman. There's like a hormone level. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody's playing God. But that's but that's not. But that's that doesn't account for everything. No, but my point is is Bruce is admitting to some sort of objective guideline. Oh, sure, sure, right. He, he wants a, an objective guideline that works for him. Right. But but that doesn't actually count. What I was, my point though okay. is, of course, you actually look. You know, put put the man who's trying to be a woman next to the woman. Sure, draw blood on them. <laughs> Do, yeah, do yeah. hormone analysis and say, okay, fine, the hormone levels are in the same place. That doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Right. It's still a man. Right. Trying to be a woman. Hey, Doc, did you do competitions when you fought? Did you do competitions no. at all? Your no. kids do sports? No. Yes. You see where this is going, right? I, no, oh. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm okay. seeing where this is going. <laughs> what sports did your kids do? 
Uh, lacrosse mostly. Okay. Is what they're lacrosse doing. is a pretty yeah. physical game. Yeah. Get rugby. Pretty, rugby. Oh, okay. Rugby. Oh, Let's go yeah. rugby. Go. Okay. Rugby. So all of a sudden, <laughs> other team has a a girl girl boy. We call on him, the other we side. We call him Goys. Go. Okay. That's Texas. <laughs> See a Texas thing. That's is actually Hebrew. <laughs> Goy. Goy. Right. Hey. And so your son's about to play. Um, would you let your son play that game? It's a girl dressed up as a boy. You you know, big, kind of bulky, been taking steroids the whole nine, you know, trying to be a boy. Objective hormone levels. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, trying to, they need trying, to be. yeah, trying to reach a standard. <laughs> and and would you let them say, All right, you know what? Just knock them clean on their butt. No, I you know, couldn't no? do that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I just couldn't. I just Because it's still a girl. Yeah. Well, it's against. He's like, but dad, we're going to lose a champion. This is the championship, dad. Yes. You're trying to get the competitiveness out I'm, of him. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you know, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you're I, a pansy, I'm not bitch. following. <laughs> so here's, 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 what I, here's what I've seen, though. I've seen people say, okay, um, so in wrestling, my son won't wrestle a girl. When he was doing wrestling, we, we just don't allow him to wrestle girls, and they have girls on the team. So one of the other coaches came up to the coach right. and yeah. said, yeah. hey, why are you doing this? The other team is racking up all these points because you guys won't wrestle the girls, and so my good wrestlers are losing at the end of the day and not getting first place. Mm-hmm. And so where you think that you're benefiting, so the other team comes up to you and says, what the heck, man? Like, you're not, we need you guys to beat them, otherwise we don't get the points. What's up? They're getting free points to win the championship. And you say, I say I'm I'm a philosopher. I, I I don't know. I just I don't, I don't deal with practical <laughs> situations. I'm just always just. That, oh yeah, you know you got to talk to the coach about that. One, <laughs> yeah, man. that's like a, that, yeah. <laughs> I say I say talk to my pastor. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he's right here. Actually, actually, you out. actually, we brought you in here, Mitch, because we I needed to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the first time this has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come you're not respecting his choice? How come you're not respecting the parents' choice and treat them like they want to be treated? Instead, you're treating them like a lower-class citizen because you won't let them play in the, in the field that they think they should be playing in. Oh, we. I see it on your face. No, I'm not. Uh, you're not judging? No, Gabe, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my, my boy play in that game. Or if, if, let's say, if it was a football game and the girl's running back, and she comes running down the the fifty past the fifty yard line, and my son's a playing safety, and I say, "Don't tackle her." Yeah, she comes. You can play the game. Yeah, don't you put your hands just, on just her. Just don't tackle her. Yeah, yeah. And if one of her teammates try, then you push him out of the way. Yeah, you know, like you make it obvious to everybody that you know who's made it, who who's ruined who's, this, who's made in God's image, right? And and why? And what's it, it all about? Is there a point too where you want to say they've ruined this? Oh, absolutely. Where, where, you know what I mean? Where the, like you just have to just withdraw. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but, but that's but that's how you fight. That's how you beat them at their game. It's right. like I'm not going to stoop low like you guys are, and I'm not going to. I'm just not going to tackle the running back. Yeah, you know, and and they they give they give her the ball every time. Yeah, they give her the ball every time, and then the games they've they've already destroyed the game by trying to make men and women the same. Right, and so you're just acknowledging that they've destroyed the game. You know, yeah, by letting, by letting that happen. I'm telling you guys, in some of the wrestling matches, if you ever go to them, oh, yeah. it is brutal to see a girl get taken down and pinned by a boy yep. and then watch her get up crying. And I I, yep. just, I don't know how to handle that right there because wow. I'm like, if that, first of all, my girl would never be in that situation, but I'm like, you need a daddy, baby. Yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> you need yeah. a daddy right. and a mama that's going to say, no, you're not doing that. The, the thing that happens too is, so when we did wrestling for a few years, we, we ran the same thing. And of course, yeah. in the smaller tournaments and at the younger levels, I mean, it's sad. 
because yeah. they, they're crying and stuff and it's but it's they're still little it's it's not you know it's not quite as intense yeah but if you we went to at least one or two tournaments up in Coeur d'Alene Spokane and it's like these massive huge tournaments yeah. wow. and you got yeah. these high school girls that are 16 17 years old oh no at that and, age and they're and they're kicking butt like they are yeah but it's but it's like sad the other way now so like they're not like maybe they get beat maybe they don't but but maybe they win they're not crying but now it's like hardened yeah. right they're, they're just they're they're broke it's a masculine like they yeah. some, some sort of yeah yeah and uh you what's know, the, what's the opposite of like feminism uh femininity effem, effeminate masculine yeah i don't know yeah they're yeah they're, they're masculine yeah they've, yeah they've become they basically yeah. have been hardened into a certain kind of masculinity that they weren't made yeah. for let me let me bring this one in um to all this so um this is all connected to the transgender issue that's going on a transgender woman is suing idaho in federal court for refusing to change the gender listed on her birth certificate so this gal this this man gal now lives in hawaii and was born in Idaho, and their birth certificate says you're you're a man. Okay. And in Idaho, there's three four states um, that have a, they have Idaho's part of four states that have a policy prohibiting law changes, such law changes. Yeah, right to your, yeah to your so, sex to your sex, right? Idaho, Kansas, Ohio, and Tennessee. That's it. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> I know. But what I find interesting about this is this is going to go to federal courts, right? This is so gonna, the, so this. This man in Hawaii is suing Idaho. Yes, because in federal court. He wants to be a she and wants his birth certificate to reflect that. Well, Idaho holds his birth certificate. Yeah, and they won't. Idaho won't change it, and it's actually their policy not to change sex on birth certificate. Yeah, and so this this dude is suing the state of Idaho now, which means it's going to push up the federal courts. Right. And then now they're going to determine what's a man and a woman now. You know, I hope I hope Idaho doesn't cave. I hope they I win this I know. because. I'm telling my son now, you know, some of the things that are going on with, you know, the, the surgeries and the way they're doing the sex changes. I want my son to bring me a birth certificate of the person he's talking about. Yeah. He wants to be engaged to. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be able I to know. I want a blood test. I want a chromosome <laughs> yeah. test. So Exactly. Because from which four states? I need to know yeah. these four states. It's like, if you're not in those four states, yeah. you could have changed this at some point. Where so were you I, born? Need to, I need to know. like, Because it's gotten to that Maryland? point. Maryland? Uh-uh. But, yeah. but the thing that needs to happen, too, though, is so... This gets taken to federal court. Let's say Idaho gets ruled against. Yep. Yep. Which is a very live, real possibility. Real possibility. Although the current justices, I don't think would the Supreme Court. Do you think they'd? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Anyways, I, but I, but the ahead. thing that needs to happen though on this or yep. any number of other related issues is that states need to start saying, "Come get us." Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So so like so they get ruled against on this, and and Idaho needs to say, you know, we don't care. Yeah. Come on. Come, come Bring get it. us. Bring and we need to encourage a few more states to be more like Idaho. We only got right. four standing right now. Like, man, can we get at least 15, 20? Let's get half. Right. That's dangerous. Yeah. Let me let me play this last clip here. We probably won't have tons of things to say about it, but um, uh, let's let's play this last clip. This is the lead pastor from Hillsong being interviewed by Oprah. Uh, Do you believe that only Christians can be in relationship with God? No, I believe that when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, in the way I read that, Jesus said, he is the, he's the road marker, he's the map. So I think God loves people so much that whether they accept or reject him, he still 
gracious, and he's still stop. moving. Come on, he's still- stop it. There you go. <laughs> that, that's got to drive you crazy right there. That's just got to drive. First of all, the voice of Oprah, that's enough, right? But <laughs> then on top of it, look what he did to scripture. Come on. I, I just go with what my pastor said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about authority, church authority. Can we go back to having ecu- uh, ecumenical councils now? Can, can we say yeah. it's official? Can we go back to having someone? Man. C- can we get everybody together and just rule this guy out as a heretic? Yeah. Can we just do that? Is it time? Yeah, can well, we get Baptists to become Presbyterian? I think that's an interesting question. How, how could the church at some level have a voice in declaring Carl, Pastor Carl, you know, is um, that his name? Carl, Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz. Yeah, I'm familiar with this guy. Carl Pastor Lentz. Carl. He's yeah. in New York? Yes, Hillsong in New York. Okay. At some level, you know, yeah. I mean, like you doing a blog post on him is not going to do anything. Right. You know? Wait, hold on. Well, it's a good place well, to start. It's, Come yeah, on No, now. it's absolutely a good place to start. I think more Dr. pastors, Mitch completely more disagrees pastors should be... I'll, I'll start talking for you. Can Dr. I, can, Mitch can totally disagrees. Can I Dr. This? Mitch don't want to be interrupted. <laughs> so don't interrupt Dr. Mitch while he's speaking through me. Okay? All right. He said... But blog posts it? are a good place to start. Yeah, I think it's a good place to start for sure. And more pastors should be, I think, speaking out against other pastors that are doing, uh, that are mis, you know, yeah. leading the sheep, yeah. uh, astray. So, and, so think about like, yeah. so first century. Oh, this is what, this is actually do- where I actually had something to say. Right? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll pick that up. We'll pick well, that up. We, we atheists have been doing such a horrible job of being atheists that Doctor Mitch wrote a book to teach him how to be an atheist. When we come back, more with Doctor Mitch Stokes on cross politics. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. This uh, segment is brought to you by Maker's Mark. Puckers. No, no, no. we've Sour already apples. had this. No, gross. What, what, no, uh, it's not. Are we not it's doing not, that? It's not brought to you not, by Puckers. Oh, we can't do Puckers. <laughs> no, it's okay. not. All right. No, that's not Christian. Vape juice. No, oh, no, oh, no. Okay. I was just saying before the show that I realized this. I was telling. I was trying to describe this to my kids. They were asking me what vaping was, and I said, 
It's the wine cooler of pipes. Oh, Wait, hold, hold on. What? It's the wine cooler of it's, pipes. It's the Zima of pipes. No, man. This is the post mill version of pipes. Nah. This is the growing, the maturing. Oh man. This is the development. It doesn't the even. Future. It doesn't even look. Watch it. Um. So, <laughs> so. today on our show, we have uh, we have guest uh, Dr. Mitch Stokes. He's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read what it says in the back of your book. That's, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, he's a senior fellow of philosophy at New St. Andrews College here in Moscow. He received his PhD in philosophy from Notre Dame under the direction of Alvin Plantinga and Peter Van. Mm. No, in, you didn't. How Plantinga. Do you say his last name? In wagon. In wagon. That's what it looks like, actually. It's like he must be from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> at Yale, he earned an MA in religion under the direction of Nicholas Wolterstorff, and he also holds an MS in mechanical engineering. That's insane. What? You have several patents, don't you? Yeah, I do. Come on do. now. Yeah. Oh, right. what do you have, Pat? I, I guess nodding doesn't help. No, it doesn't. No, you have to talk. And prior to his philosophy career, he worked for an international engineering firm where he received five. It says it right there. Five patents. Really? I should have read the rest of this. Wow. In <laughs> aeroderivative gas turbine technology. Mm. What? And mm. he has um, a dog named Roscoe. Roscoe. And he's, if, he's part dog, part plant. Part plant? Yeah. Okay. Just kind of set him to the and, side. And, and a wife, Christine. Christine. And four children. Four children. Two boys, two girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect match. Yeah. And um, also, guys, guess what? He has this top secret study. Wow. On his property. And I get to go there. Uh, I, you have property? Wow. In the backyard. Well, it's not oh, mine. Okay. I still paid taxes on it. So <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I get to go there. I'm going there. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's true. Yeah, lucky man. That's cool. And um, anyways, so um, we were talking about Pastor Carl. Carl. Pastor Carl. Yes. Who uh, says that Jesus is the map. But not the way. Not the not way. Not the only I'm, way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, but no actually, man. Wait, wait, wait. No, no man, man can come to the Father. Except through by me. me. That's right. So. Um, I was I was thinking though, but he's too loving to to do that. That in the you guys are talking about uh, ecumenical councils and how to deal with this, but the um in the in the so remember Athanasius, um that's I mean so the first he got kicked out. The first ecumenical <laughs> council is three twenty five. That yeah. AD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's all about the Arian controversy, yep. whether Jesus is fully God or if is he the sort of a preeminent created being or godlike being or something like this. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's precipitated by Athanasius going. I think the Greek is hog wild or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like like ber- smack ber- somebody berserk. Yeah. Um. On the on the you know third century version of blogging, he went ham. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so like he's writing these like tracks and you know these newsletters and stuff against this guy named Arius, who's a pastor in Egypt. Yep. Kind of like Carl's a pastor in. Manhattan. Oh yeah. no, you didn't. Yeah. Oh no, right? you didn't. And, and he's and he's just writing. He's writing, and he's getting in trouble. Athanasius gets banished like three times. Yeah, banished, yeah. Um, defrocked. Yep. Man, you know, I got a long ways to go, guys. Got rejected by the council. I haven't even gotten like banished once yet. Your article's <laughs> gonna get you in trouble, though. Yeah, we talk, try- hopefully, we talk <laughs> about talk that. about pink I'm hair. Tr- I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but that's but you ask how do you get an ecumenical council? Of course, the, they never had an ecumenical council till that one. That was yeah. the first, and it still kind of went a little Nicaea, yeah, right, yeah. Um, but you know, Constantine finally 
you know, kind of pulled some strings and, and a bunch of, you know, the pastor's like, oh man, this is a big mess. Athanasius is making a, all this trouble. And he's talking about this guy named Arius. So we need yep. to call everybody in here and have a big meeting and figure out what goes, what's going on. And out of that comes the Nicene Creed yep. um, and a bunch of other stuff. But, you know, that's, I do think there is truth to what you're saying as far as I think like people being faithful where they are, um, fighting sin, telling the truth, saying this is, this is messed up. This is not, this is heresy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. and is, is where it has to begin. Right. And sometimes that will mean that it, it works its way up into kind of a, kind of a mess in certain ways. Yeah. But people got to be willing to, to, to weather that for the sake of the truth, for the sake of the gospel. But yeah, this guy's. That was that that whole conversation got Dr. Stokes all worked up. And right when we were about to end, you said you, you wanted to drop in a little dime on the conversation. No, it was actually just the, uh, when you were bringing up, councils and authority and all of that that's the, one of the things that i'm interested in is figuring out i think i think when it comes to the reformation this being the 500th anniversary of the reformation um this is something that we kind of need to revisit as protestants is to figure out how to you know because that's the, the the big criticism is once you have this priesthood of all believers and everything has been kind of it seems like it's flattened how do you Equalize, handle yeah multiple or pluralism of, of interpretations. And so you right. have to start. So and I think that's something that, and we've seen this, we, we see people going to um, Rome or going to Greek Orthodox. Ortho yeah. orthodoxy yeah. because of, well, in, in part because of this need for authority and this concern about being able to adjudicate between two competing interpretations. It's like, well, who knows? I mean, what... And so I think this is something that we need to revisit this. This is a good time to revisit and, and ha kind of shore up uh, our, our beliefs about, and, and, and our views about how you stay out of the other ditch, yep. you know, right. where it's just a democracy. or The, the Anabaptist ditch is what we're yeah, talking about, right, basically. Right, you know, right. is, you know, well, and I think some, and, and some of it has to do, it comes down, and this is where, where I think the philosophical issue comes in, which no one else but me is interested in. It's the, let's say you disagree, you have these rules of theology. So Rome has one set of rules. Protestants have another set, let's say. Let's say we have a uniform set. Let's say we disagree over that set of rules, and we, and we want to go, we want to talk to one another, and we say, well, what are the rules of theology? Well, how how do you adjudicate between it's like, those? It's like trying to play a game of baseball and you don't agree on the two right. different teams. You know, somebody one, brings a football, well, somebody one, brings a hockey yeah, puck. Right. And one, <laughs> well, not even that. And one team yeah. thinks, yeah, you get 10 strikes, and another team yeah. says, yeah. you know, right. only one out. And, right, right. right. Yeah. So it's, it's just that that's what I, I think we have some work to do to shore that up. Yeah. Um, Before we can sit down at the same table and well, try and, to have some of You know, out. I don't know. I don't know if we want to say before we talk to them. That's not. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I do think that it's just something that I think there's an answer out there. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but there's got to be. How do you think? How do you think that plays in with? I mean, I, I, uh, just using the Athanasius example again, yeah, where you yeah. have like, look, you know, there's no rules of discourse really yeah, in right, place yet, right. other than like the New Testament writings, you know, and and yet, you know, he's obviously going after stuff pretty yeah yeah intensely and out of that comes some additional rules of conduct yeah. you know the, the creed and and the other uh, canons that come out of that council um so on the one hand saying yeah there should be agreed upon rules of discourse and so on and on the other hand 
in the absence of them, you can't. It's like you can't sit around and wait for them. Yeah, no, because here we are. Yeah, here we are, right? right. Yeah, yeah, you can't just... And, and people are living and dying. Exactly. And, exactly. and truth matters, and right. the gospel matters, right. and who Jesus is matters. Right, and I think a lot of times... Well, 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 certainly what we would say is that, you know, you have the, the Spirit guiding the church through a lot of these uh, issues. and and But I do think that sometimes what it might... I think one of the lessons of at least knowing where the where the disagreement lies and knowing that, oh, hey, we're disagreeing over rules of theology, and then that will allow us to disagree more effectively and, and move the ball, I think, further down the field. And sometimes, let's say you have a within a camp plurality of interpretations, there's still that notion of, you know what, I'd, even the rules of hermeneutics. You know, the rules of interpretation of how you interpret Scripture are going to be, you know, grammatical, historical, or some right. other thing. And let's say we disagree over over that. Sometimes people will try to—they'll disagree at the particulars without realizing that they disagree at more fundamental mm-hmm. levels. Yep. And so, so it, sometimes it's just helpful to know where the disagreement lies so that you can at least keep that in mind. You're not just butting heads— yeah, this, yeah. Happens, this happens a lot of times with like the baptism issue, for example, like where you, you know you're talking to somebody about baptism, and they're like, "Well, there's no verses in the yeah, New Testament right. that say baptize babies." Right, right. Yeah. And you're like, "Right, but you know the whole old covenant yeah, and the, the promises." Yeah, and, yeah, and, right. and so there's I never a, say right. I never say right. No, <laughs> 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 I never give them that. You so, never so, say you're right. I never say they're right. <laughs> never. I do want to say though, it seems like there are some pushes amongst the Reformed Baptists um, to try and have this council or group or kind of coming together in mm. one way. I think you see it in Together for the Gospel. They're trying to rally around mm. what they can agree on in the concept of what the gospel teaches, right? And then you have um, the Gospel Coalition, which is kind of doing the same right, thing. Similar kind of thing. Um, but what you don't have from that is we speak then as one voice, right? So you have we agree with the, about the gospel so that we can have fellowship with each other, but then they would never rule on anything that has some meat. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, at, and least, so, at least where the stakes are very high. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and, one of the, and part of that is, too, is that you start looking at who do they have in that crowd, right? <laughs> like, Wait. Well, would they would they rule? I mean, would they rule on anything? I mean, really, I don't, I don't know if they even have an organization. I don't know anything about the. Reform well, they've Baptist. made statements they, they've about made, things. Yeah, they've, they've so, come you know, out. about racism. So, stuff like go- that. so the Gospel Coalition has they've made a statement as the Gospel Coalition, or do they just say, "Hey, let's get this guy to come in"? I'm not I'm not that familiar with how they with with that sort of thing. I know when I mean I've written for them. They don't. All I do is I just come in and express my views and leave. And I think that's mostly what they do. Yeah. Mostly yeah. there's sort of this umbrella, and then they say within this umbrella there's kind of you know some diversity of views, right, and right, we try to right. get people to speak to that. But yeah. I do think – do they have they done yeah, some they, statements? They, they, they've done some statements before. I can't okay. remember. I've All seen right. three for sure from them in the past. Did they, they do um, one on racism? Um, I can't remember if they I did or not. I think they did. Uh, but I do remember that at the end of the statement, which was interesting, it was um, kind of – I think it was mostly kind of a Keller position that spoke to the whole general, right. you know, so I, I, but that was representing gospel coalition in the, in the text. I remember that much about oh. it. I just can't remember exactly what the topic was, but I've seen them come out. I know, especially on gospel issues, but I can't find an issue that we're talking about. That's not necessarily a gospel issue for the most part. Absolutely. You know, yeah. especially when you're talking about someone who is, and I want to get to your book in just a second, uh, Dr. Stokes, but someone who is denying the flat out, um, work of Christ and just being the only way of justification 
uh, that's a gospel issue. <laughs> yeah, taking taking did, John fourteen six and saying it's not what it says it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it sounded like you said right before your preface to that was you don't see. Say that again. You don't see that there's an that there's any issue that's not a gospel issue. Yeah, every issue that I would look at, I'm gonna say at some point that's a gospel issue. So like baptism. Yeah, that's gospel a gospel. Issue. Absolutely. Gotcha. Oh, absolutely. Because at one point with baptism, they're either denying my child salvation, <laughs> right? One who is under the covenant who believes, or or they're not. So when you say a God, so it has some sort of implication on how we understand the gospel. Because sometimes what people think of when you say a gospel issue, that's where we need to divide. Right. Right. You know, they say, look, that's not the gospel. Right. Therefore, and so therefore you're out. Well, that's what happens with people who baptize and, and give communion to babies. That's a gospel issue. Therefore, you're out. Pedal communion in, in reform circles is you're out. You're out. You're not a part of us. Right. And so I, I can say that from being a part of the reform Baptist circle say those guys over there, they're. Well, do they, well, see, again, it seems different from saying it's a denominational issue and this is what we, we, we think is right and we're going to. We want to be able to worship our own way and have our yeah. own versus what I guess when I hear it's a gospel issue that anything outside of it is denying the gospel as in it's heretical. Yeah. Th- I so think, you probably you don't mean that strong. Well, well, they would draw a line. Um, I have to remember how they do this. So in the same way that how they look at old earth, if you're a Christian who sees the world as being older, an old earth position, right, right. they directly co- connect it back to a justification issue. Right. Who's they in that uh, sentence? M- Old earthers. Uh, uh, new earthers do. A lot, oh, oh. A lot, a lot of new, oh, earth, yeah, yeah. new earther reform Baptists will. We have right. absolutely made that connection yeah. before. Well, that is a, it's an issue of justification because if you have sin before death, you have a yeah. problem. What is Jesus saving you from? Right. Or, or death. Before or de- sin. I'm sorry, death before <laughs> sin. Death before sin. <laughs> wait, the doc- wait, doctor's wait. looking at me real tight right now, and I'm kind of like getting <laughs> no. a little sweaty. So you know, <laughs> just saying, like this might not come Be out. Be accurate. Right. But, <laughs> but so we, I, we I, always but, got death ever. But sin. this goes back to the whole Anabaptist thing. I think it's really hard. Um, we have people who are Anabaptists now don't really know it. And and they'll find right. anything they can. And to, to be really- clear, be clear. When we say Anabaptist, we're not talking about Baptists. Anabaptist is a particular historical strain. Like these, sure. these are the guys in the Reformation who said they were like basically anarchists. Yeah. So they like rejected civil magistrates, yeah. civil law altogether. Um, they happened to believe in rebaptizing everybody and yeah. adult confessions of faith yeah. and so on. Yeah. But they're also the people saying, you know, the end of the world is coming. Um, right. I need to have your wife now and five other wives sure. and sure. sell everything and give me all your money right. and let's be a commune. You know, that, that's what was yeah. going on in Anabaptist land. Modern Anabaptists, of course, are not nearly as exciting. Yeah. They're, they're the, um, you know, like the Mennonites. And they'll, they'll split. Well, and even our Reformed Baptist brother, they'll split with you in a second, right? They find anything that they disagree yeah. with you on. Right. But they're, so, not, but they're not like capital A, no, Anabaptists, no, like no, no, anarchists, not, no, rejecting no, no. civil authority and so on. But that's an extreme version of kind of the priesthood of all believers. It's a caricature because the, right. the real teacher, you know, Luther and Calvin... Bootser and other reformers who taught the priesthood of all believers actually believed in the legitimacy of civil law. Right. Big time, actually. So, yeah, yeah I, I would yeah. go back to say that, yes, I, I would think they would make that connection right back to the gospel. Okay. Well, I was wondering if you did. That was what no, I mean, okay, no, okay, I don't. No, I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I actually believe I can have an ecumenical uh, relationship with people and I can still consider them Christians and they can be wrong about something. Right. Right. I, yeah. I think we need more of that. Yeah. Definitely. I haven't always been like that. Right. Mm. 
Hmm. If you disagreed on this issue, I, you missed it. You're you're you're, you're old Arthur. You're done. You're toast. Yeah, you're right. done, buddy. I'm gonna trace this back to how you don't even believe in Jesus. By the time I'm done with you, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even spell Jesus. You don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> you're gonna be worshiping Satan by the time I'm done with you. you know? Like I mean, that's how yeah, that's right, how it. Right. You know, especially being there, we we draw it so tight, and it's good to have those distinctions. I don't have a problem having those distinctions. Good distinctions, strong biblical convictions and distinctions, but. Not all those need to alienate my brother and my relationship with him. Right. Sure. You know? So, so, so let me let me tie this in actually to Mitch's book, um, uh, How to Be an Atheist. Is that what we're doing here? That's where we're going. Oh, yeah, we're you going. got one minute. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a good place to, to give me the the mic. All right, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm my fault. Um, <laughs> you, think, you think the rise of of some of this um, uh, disconnect in church has kind of given um, credence to a- the rise of atheism? I mean, hasn't doesn't feel like... I don't know my history on this, but doesn't it feel like like atheism has gained over the last century? Um, uh, you know, especially here in the U.S. Obviously, I mean, atheism has been prevalent throughout history and and reigns and kings and everything. But kind of the whole philosophy of atheism, haven't we seen that kind of develop? Oh, and, look and at the time. We're going. Oh, we're going. Wow. Well, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the rise of atheism and how to be an atheist. Actually, I want to know. How, how can I be an atheist? Yeah. That's what I want to find out. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Professed unbelievers like to stump Christians with the question, can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? Well, no. No, he can't. There are things that God cannot do. He cannot lie. He cannot change. And he can't contradict himself, to name but a few. Of course, then the professed unbeliever will say, if God can't do those things, then he isn't all-powerful. What they refuse to realize is that those things are not powers. They are weaknesses. To make a rock so big that it can't be lifted would be a logical contradiction. That would be a weakness, not a power, and is therefore something that God cannot do. Of course, they'll likely insist that in order to be omnipotent, God must be able to do the logically impossible. And I say, okay, fine. A God who can do the logically impossible can, in fact, make a rock so big that he can't lift it. To which they say, aha, then there's something that your God can't do. He can't lift that rock. And I answer, no, a God who can do the logically impossible can lift a rock he can't lift. And the absurdity of their demand is exposed. When we defend our faith, stick to the true nature and character of God, and you can answer anyone. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. This is good. Chocolate Knox is still drinking the green juice. It's good, uh, man. It's good. I don't care what you say. No, it's not good. Man. Um, Dr. Stokes was about to... He, he, was, he was leading up to... This this truth bomb he was going to drop on us, um, right? Wow, that's like really setting me up for a fall. That's <laughs> for <gonna be> really <laughs> we do our best. Yeah, 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 we do our <laughs> Gay, what was your question again? Yeah, so uh, I it's, it seems like because the church has has I think lost some overall leadership with all these denominations and things popping up that nah. uh, it's given it's given rise to other philosophies. 
um, gaining in popularity, but also kind of formulating themselves a little better, like atheism. I feel like atheism in the last you know century or so has kind of formulated their position a lot better over the years because the church hasn't probably responded like they should have um, in, with a unified voice and all this. Um, yeah, that's good. I, I, I'm not sure so much about that. I mean, I think that that's certainly part of it, and it's certainly one of the arguments against the truth of Christianity in general. It's like, come on, that's just your interpretation. I can, you can use the Bible right. to say anything. So, and and so I do think that there's this. I think there's a contributor there to that. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be interesting the, the to see the failure of the church to speak with the unified authoritative yeah, voice yeah, going right. back to the authority thing right. maybe a little bit uh-huh. right. so who's to say yeah so there's no god and i think part of that is not just the authority it's the, they think that the lack of authority also means and the lack of consensus means that there's a lack of truth yeah so it undermines yeah, all sure. kinds of, yeah. of stuff so i but i think a lot yeah anyways i think the over the last probably 150 years or so the the big problem I mean, you could probably even push it back, but it's. But I think the the biggest motivator for unbelief is science. Um, I mean, how about this? Mm-hmm. Obviously, sin's a big motivator for unbelief. But in in terms yeah, of right. some of the the uh, arguments garnered for yeah. atheism, right. science has been, and w- which is why I start out with in this book the so that the how to be an atheist. Um, Part, as far as the title's concerned, it's basically my inner atheism being able to speak. My inner atheists, you know, because I, 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 I just have a skeptical nature, and I've always wondered why atheists aren't as skeptical. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, just come on, man. If I were an atheist, I, I mean, I, yeah, right. Even You'd as a Christian, about I'm, everything. Even as yeah. a Christian, I'm skeptical about things that I ought not to be skeptical about, and yeah. things that I ought. So I, I'm just wondering why Christ there isn't. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh man, I need a, I need all that I can get. Baby. Well, and, and and you, you're like the first chapter in your book. You really hammer on that. Yeah. Like like we're all skeptics, and in, in some sense, and we're all and and in some sense, it's good. There's good skepticism, and then there's unbelieving skepticism right. like you know you always get in the discussion um with your with your unbelieving friend and he keeps asking the question well you know why or um you know i, how I do just you know don't, how do you know um and that comes up he says how do you know how do you know and i like those are good questions as long as you really want an answer right, right. oftentimes skepticism gets thrown up there because they don't want an answer they just want to be a skeptic and push 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 away yeah, and I think a lot of times that so, so, and and I, and I don't think like you said. I mean, I think this is great. Where, where you, if you're talking with someone and it's this relational, you know, you're one on one, and you're saying, "Hey, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good question." I think we need to be able to acknowledge that. If we just go, you know, we're always just kind of laughing at them, say, "Come on, man, that just you, you just don't want to believe that because you just want to be able to do what what you want to do." Yeah, and. And and I do think I mean not that there's never a place for that because you after knowing a person for a while you are gonna realize yeah you're not looking for an answer are you right um, and the and the I mean the psalm says the fool says in his heart there's no god right so we know what's so, going on so I mean the guy who says there is no god really is a fool and you know those beatings for the backs of them fools right. So, <laughs> well, and this and this is the thing. I, and, I loosely spoken, translated, spoken like a true black man. Loose, loosely translated, of course. And, and I think that's and, and there's that's an important point because I think that 
everyone has some fool in their own heart. You know, Ooh, I mean, watch I, it now. Oh, watch it now. So, so no, Mitch, I, I'm no. taking it that you would you would not like most of the presuppositional apologetic response in discussion. I don't know. It depends. And, and well, you you hate presup. No, I'm just kidding. No, you didn't. <laughs> don't hurt Some that. of my best friends are priests. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know karate. Why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a great friend of mine. <laughs> um, you were just going to, you were finishing something. Yeah, you, you interrupted it. I, I took him away from his thought problem. I'm, I'm easily distracted. I'm yeah. easily distracted. I, d- I think that. Um, the fool says in his heart. And, yeah. And, and, and we're all and, fools. And a, and a lot of times in, in, in the apologetics that I do, oftentimes I'm have some of the questions that I'm answering have been generated by me, not mm-hmm. just by other people. Yeah. So, so I, oftentimes I'm, you know, if I'm teaching or if I'm writing or something like that, it's many times, if not always to some degree to myself. And, and I think that being able to understand where they're coming from and I, and, and I think being able to hopefully communicate that particularly when it comes to just, yeah, we've we've done this with yeah friends one on one, you know, people, and and I think being able to communicate that is so much is so important. Yeah, because yeah. then they it, one one time I thought it would be a good idea to call Mitch in to help me with a friend of mine that I met at the university, and uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious. I mean, there was so there was an online thing, and it kind of blew up, and then uh, we went out and got beers, and it was a lot better. But uh, yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, and it was, and, and that that was a a a, a, a turning point. I, I learned a lot through that. Just that, I mean, not that I didn't know it before, but it certainly hammered the point home that relational one on one. There's a that's really really important. Sometimes yep. you know for for certain things, and if Absolutely. I'm going to be talking with just someone one on one, it's much better to be face to face. Yeah, and being able to communicate my. Hey, I understand what you're saying. You know, yep, I yep. understand. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. You know, and don't forget the you, you don't want to just be like, "Oh yeah, you know, you're right." Right. You want to be able to say, <laughs> "No, no, no, that makes sense." But what about this? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to to give that much ground to um at least most atheists that I talk to, it's probably because of the the atmosphere that we're in. Yeah. So if you know, if when I'm going out in the street and I'm witnessing to someone and there's a crowd Usually, the environment is set up that yeah. the guy who wins wins the won the argument, right? <laughs> like, you know, so the worldviews are set up one on each side, and everybody's watching to see which worldview. So I go to when you go to debates, yeah. that's the reason you're going to a debate because you want a winner because you want to see the other worldview destroyed in such a way where it's like, oh, this is true, right? This is this is the big Elijah fight but, with but, the prophets but, of Baal kind of thing. But you know? I don't think that has to be opposed but, to winning. The no, no, person. no. That's what exactly I was about to say. Oh, is okay. that, yeah. But in the atmosphere, because of the environment, sometimes uh, you have to do both. And usually, the second one winning the person is kind of like, "Hey, man, look, I know everybody's celebrating right now, but dude, I really love you, man. I really care about you. You know what I'm saying?" But I, I might have told this story before on on here, but the I mean, there was this one guy that I, when I was out preaching at campus a couple years ago probably the first time I went out there and he came right up in my face and started cussing me out as I just, I was like literally just started. I didn't even, you know, get into like more, wow. more than I'm here to talk to you about Jesus. And yeah. it was, just that was like, enough. Just boom. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, so I'm like, Whoa. And I, you know, so I'm starting to like, what's your deal? What's going on? Where, you know, and I, and crowd forms were arguing. Uh, he goes off in a huff. You pay I, him his 20 bucks. Thanks for the crowd. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I, but I mean, I was, I mean, I was thinking the Lord for it. I mean, because it was this, this, 
opportunity. And I ended up talking to a number of other people after he goes off in a huff. Well, he keeps showing up over the semester that fall and he would come up, you know, pot shots. Sometimes he just walk by and just, you know, lob something at me, walk off, keep going, give me the finger, whatever. But towards the end of the semester, this hilarious thing happened where another kid comes out of the crowd and starts uh, hollering at actually it was me and that time th- this time uh, uh pastor wilson came out with me and this kid just starts chewing out doug oh wow and um and he's this little punk kid and just like completely disrespectful like the other guy was mad but he was kind of like he was a philosopher and he was yeah. mad like yeah. he was really mad but he was a flaw and so he's like at least you were arguing but he just you know he was just mad at you this kid is just completely disrespectful he was just like you know the equivalent of spitting in your face kind of stuff and this other guy shows up and starts arguing too. And in, at the end of the conversation, there's this big crowd. It was probably one of the biggest crowd we've ever had. Like we, we probably a couple hundred people. Wow. Listening yeah. to this back and forth. What do Christians believe? But what about this? What about that? And we're presenting the gospel. And then after the crowd goes away, that guy that had originally come back, come up to me the very first time, cussing me out, comes up to me and says, Hey man, I'm really sorry about that other kid. <laughs> right. And we're like, mm-hmm. like you know, you trained him, right? No, no, no. That's fine. And I, yeah. like, I've been trying to get his name for months, and he wouldn't give me his name. I reached out and said, "Hey, I'm I'm Toby," and he gave me his name. I said, "Hey, mm-hmm. would, would you go out with lunch, to lunch with me?" And he said, "Sure." Mm-hmm. Nice. And we went out went to lunch together. Wow. You know, wow. but yeah. like, so I mean, it's yeah. Right. It, it, and I think too, sometimes we're not patient enough because sometimes we think if there's a fight, it's bad. Right. But I honestly think well, that depends. We, that depends on who you are. Yeah, except for you, except for you, But you know, there's. No. I think there's this ten. There's this sense of like, I know there's people that are belligerent, and they yeah. just, they just, they just want to fight to fight. And I, and I, and I you know, that's that. Uh, you know, maybe these really, really tight shoed Reformed Baptist people you're talking about, or whatever. I don't know. But like, I think you get into a more Reformed orbit, and maybe you, you kind of, I don't know, mellow out a little bit, and you're like, but you know, we can get along. We can have disagreements and so right. on. And I think. Every collision then after that or friction can feel like, oh, no, I'm going back to that world. I'm going back to that belligerent world rather than recognizing, no, this is just truth colliding with other things. And you can keep loving people even in the midst of the conflict, even in the midst of the disagreement. And like like in this extreme situation where I mean, I was getting cussed out and, you know, and I and three months. I mean, you wouldn't have taken a snapshot of that and said three months later, they'll be having lunch together. And he'll be defending you. Against another cusser, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I mean, and, and and you know, he, yeah. and he didn't convert. Yeah. No, he, he didn't. As far as I know, he's yeah. he's still an atheist. Yeah. Um. But we had lunch together. We got coffee at Bootsers a couple times. You know, we were, were cordial. I've seen him around town since and waved. Well, you know. Well, let's let's get back to Mitch's Mitch's book here. I was um, just gonna say that. I was gonna say let's just assume for a second that we have like you know maybe fifteen atheists listening to this. Podcast. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, but let's just assume we do for a second, and they're listening because we but told we, them but that we are going to teach them. We got Christ- how to be a good atheist. And we have Christians though who have inner atheists sure well that's sure that's, that's you know, skeptics yeah. right yeah so we're so, inner fools we have inner yeah. skepticism yeah. Yeah. so what, what, do you, do. what do you say mitch what do, what do you tell them well the it, it kind of starts out well look you're i think skepticism is great you know that i think you 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 need to have a kind of skepticism but you can't have a an uber skepticism where nothing gets through mm. and you can't have an and uber nothing ever gets settled yeah, that yeah. that too. Right. Um, an uber credulity where you just believe any old thing. Um, and so again, like most things, there's this middle road, and it's often that's this is the place where it's hardest to navigate to stay on the road. Um, but anyways, the, all, all of that to say, look, the skepticism itself isn't bad, and um, mm. so let, let's let's do that, and let's look. And so in the book, I say, let's see what this looks like, 
And so I start looking at some of the, and as I, I was saying before, the, um, you know, science is a big reason that people aren't mm-hmm. believers, or at least that's right. what they said. Yeah. So, the, so that's, that's enormous. And so I say, all right, well, let's look at how we form beliefs. Um, you know, go through all that. And then let's look at scientific theories. Let's, let's look at how they're formed. Let's look at what, what goes into forming a scientific theory. And I, and I show, and none of it's science bashing. I mean, I'm, I'm enthusiastic, very enthusiastic You're a scientist. about science. Yeah. I'm I, all, you know, two thumbs up for science. <laughs> for everyone who can't see him right now, he just did one. He just did one. He did one first. When he but said then he did a second one. Yeah. Did a second one just, just for these guys. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Can everyone see what I'm doing? We're, we're all getting punched <laughs> after this. We're all getting punched after this. That's it. The um, so so yeah. So let's let's see what that that looks like. Let's look at the let's look at science from not from a science bashing standpoint. Like I don't even go into old Earth, young none of that. I'm yeah. just looking yeah. at sci- scientific theories in general, and then start looking at specific the theories in physics, and you know what can we know, what can't we know, and it just shows. There's, I mean, it, if you're going to be skeptic when it comes to things that science hasn't observed, which is far more yep. than we realize, then you'll probably hold your horses on a lot of those mm. things. Yeah. But even even so, I mean, you just need to know that there are things that we haven't observed. And sometimes, you know, you get to the current physics where they're just not sure about what the fundamental nature of reality is. And it's like, hey, fine, I'm uh, we've done we've done a great we've done great in physics in the past. We might be on the right path. But then don't don't go, don't say that you that science has shown that God doesn't exist if it's still kind of if it's not saying everything, you know, if it's not certain about this one area, then why think it's, I mean, talk about unobservable. I mean, God is like one of the, you know, if you're kind of like, yeah, I don't know, there might be strings, there might not be, you know, that might be the fundamental nature of reality, strings or quarks or whatever. Um, You know, quarks made up of strings. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But if you're going to, right. Can you really say, okay, well, there's, therefore there's no no God. God. So anyways, a lot of it just has to do, it's not, I'm not saying that, in in the book, I don't argue that there's no God. I just, I mean, that there's a God. I just argue, look, that there's starting not enough with evidence science, for that. It's like, come on, you're, I think your arguments are a little too strong. And then the second part, I say, okay, suppose science does say that there's no God. Let's just, I'll just give it to you. You know, I, I, I think we've shown that it doesn't. So, but let's just say, it. what would that look like when it comes to morality? And then, so yeah. I take you just the last smack part. them right there in the face, just yeah. straight smack them yeah. and say, <laughs> "If if you if that premise is correct, you shouldn't be angry with me right now, right? Because there's nothing been done wrong to you." At well, that point. <laughs> well, and it, I mean that's true. There, there's a sense in which you can't say that that's wrong. I mean, you can be angry. Anger is just a feeling. Like, hey, totally. But but there's why would you be angry? Well, what? just because it's a feeling. Because you're yeah. fizzing. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's just you're fizzing. You, yeah, right. It's a it's a chemical fizzing response. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a chemical. Okay, response. but not upset. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a chemical response too. Right. A lot of times. So then so, nothing really happened. Well, well, well. Here, here's what. <laughs> yeah. Here's and, and this is the thing. If you really are going to take, in in the arguments, a little more complex than this, but you really just can't get value out of immaterial stuff. You know, an ethical value like this is right, this is wrong. You know, this is good, this is bad. Right, those are values. Right, yeah. you and, can't get that. Yeah. And so you out can't, of pure materialism. Right, right. And in fact, and I go further, and I say, 
that there is no objective, get this, there is no objective right or wrong. It's all subjective. You need a valuer in order to have value. Right. And if, so if, you're, if, you're, if there's no God, then the only value is human valuers, maybe some animals, depending on how, how advanced they are. But if there's a God, there's a, ultimate, a, a human independent valuer. Mm-hmm. And so, but anyways, I, I, I do say all values subjective and I kind of, and I do that on purpose and I have some reasons for doing that. Cause I think that we give, we give too much. If we try to make this universe impersonal, we give up too much. It's a, it's a relational personal universe made by a personal God. Mm. So. And, so, and so objective truth, morality, right, wrong, and so on is directly connected to the personal God. And if there is not a personal God, then you don't have any of that. Yeah, well, the, the the truth one is a little more difficult. I don't say that in the book. There may be an argument okay. towards that. Primarily but I, values. But, but I do right. say value, yeah. Okay. And, and and I think I think there is a sense in which there, there's stand, you know, truth is, the measure of truth is a standard and therefore there's some value. But I'm mostly focusing on ethical value or the meaning of life. But like, when those things have to be true? Yeah, the the statements about them. Have no, to be no true. No doubt. Yeah. So then true if, itself would know, be that's, yeah. a, that's a real Van Tillian move of you. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, 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 that's a real precept right there. <laughs> but just so you know, it's also a real Plantingian move. It's, uh, I mean, this this is just it, my and, and I'll throw the, I'll throw this out. Where I, here, here's my view. Can I say something about presupposition? Do it, yeah. Do it right carefully, carefully, carefully. I know. Carefully, I will. I'll be. Carefully. I set you up. I'll Don't hurt really, Gabriel's feelings. I'll be really careful. I mean, I move my pre- mic out the way so I can lunch. Pre- yeah, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, um. Presuppositionalism is great. Amen. Um, did you hear that? Amen. <laughs> that I, sounds like a Paul move. <laughs> I, th- I think. But. but here's here's my here's my I think where it's good, it's not unique. There it's not I mean I see all of the positive things that presuppositionalists have pushed like n- no neutrality and a, a need for epistemic authority. All of that is thumbs up. But that's not unique to presuppositionalism. Um, and then there are some things that tend to be unique, at least on some readings of presuppositionalism. I heard that. Oh, it's on the mic. I, I, it's on the oh, mic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah they so. know I vape. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's why I'm doing it not to talk. Just Dude, that's good. <laughs> it's all smoky in here. I feel really guilty. <laughs> this is taking me back way too far. What was the other thing you were going to say about precept? Though? What was I going to say? <laughs> Dude, I don't is, know is it, anymore. Why is it's all unique? really just. Um, <laughs> is, is like, is, are you thinking of things like, um, apart from God, you can't know that you yeah, exist? Right. Well, from, well, there's or, or that you can't know that New York City is. Exists. Yeah, there are, there are a number of things. So you know, unbelievers don't have knowledge. You know, that's I I would say that that's taken neat. That's probably false. I think there's some truth to it, and then where where presuppositionalism is right about that, it's not unique anymore. I mean, everyone knows. Or if they say, "Well, what I mean by that is, yeah, you exactly. don't have a consistent a way of accounting exactly. Exactly. for New York City, right. your knowledge of New York right. City." Yeah, just exactly. Yeah. And okay. it's like, okay, well, that's that's fair enough, but that's not unique to presuppositionalism. Okay. So, so that's where I tend to mm. be on presuppositionalism. So it's not so much that I disagree. It's usually when you find when you push on it. And, and there's a qualification nuance. If there's a oh, <laughs> if, if there's a qualification, then it usually comes to the it usually comes out that oh yeah no that that totally makes sense. But that's certainly not 
unique to presuppositionalism. So I think maybe mm. maybe a big part of the problem is in how some of the people who follow presuppositionalists make it a you know, hey, I'm a presuppositionalist and they think that it's a unique apologetic method. So for example, you take someone like Doug Wilson. I mean, he's a he's a presuppositionalist. Yeah. But I use his books on apologetics all the time because he I mean, and it's just good apologetics. It's not unique to presuppositionalism. Mm-hmm. So I, Yeah, that, I think just to kind of push back on that, I think some of the way that the argument is had is what's unique by how they hold that position. So for me, if I'm having a conversation with someone I'm not usually arguing with them about the issue of science because I don't feel like we have a ground on which to have this conversation if you don't believe in truth. Right? Well, so but but they so they do that, yeah, but I th- I think that that's and again that's gonna I think that's and this is one of the things I I think is wrong about presuppositionalism is that they they sometimes overestimate the antithesis in the sense that they think that humans who have been made in man in God's image and have the right just don't get it. They just can't get anything just be, but I do think that there are certain truths that you, you do have common ground that you can get traction with. Well, well, hold on. I think the position is that more that it's not when you're talking to someone and they say, well, there's no such thing as truth. Well, you're not saying that that person doesn't know truth or can't understand truth. You're saying that you are, you're completely made in the image of God. You're made to handle truth, to know and understand truth. And you're suppressing it. Yeah, I was gonna say, by, isn't by it, comments like that, <laughs> is it, isn't, isn't Romans one? I mean, kind of the go-to verse, you know, for a lot of presuppositionalists is that you know what can be known about God is known, but they're suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. Right. But 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 arguing so so the person says there's there's no truth. Well, there are all kinds. I mean, that's been argued. How do against, you how do you deal with something like that? Well, there's been well. First of all, let me finish. The, the, there's been all kinds of arguments since Plato. When it comes to relativism about truth, I mean yeah. that's just tends to be self defeating. So, so I don't read kind of, Plato. I'm not that intelligent. <laughs> well, well, wait, wait. No, no, no. I mean, it's this is David's just something. Sorry, Even, I'm not on the doctor level yet. No, no, no. no. You don't need it, you, you don't need to be. And it, and it, ha, you know, today when someone when someone says there's no truth, oftentimes they're not going to say it flat footed like that. Well, that's going to be. Now, and if they do say, well, is oh. that true? I mean, that's just the standard view. And so it's. It's not necessarily unique to presuppositionalism to argue for absolute truth either. So I, I think, th- and it's not unique to presuppositionalism to take Romans one seriously yeah. either. So, sure. so anyways, well, well, yeah. I, 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 and, and I guess, so I, I guess maybe the thing is just to, to make presuppositionalism an issue of, and I, it, it, an issue of, um, important disagreement i mean it can be an issue disagreement but it's probably not as important as a lot of presuppositionalists make it out to be right yeah i can see some of them make it more than it needs to be i just find it that the argumentation of, a, of presuppositionalism i know i see a lot of the people who are not presuppers use presuppositional apologetics because that's just the there's no such thing as truth I mean, you want me to believe that or statement. that just might but, mean that there's presuppositionalism isn't unique do you think so, you're just calling any right any good argument presuppositionalism yeah what, what, what about this certainly because presupposition i mean no one's going to deny that we need presuppositions no one's going to deny that background beliefs but then they don't argue according to those well i think i th- i think many people do well you just said that you in your argue in your book that you didn't argue for god right. so then you weren't arguing for the presupposition of an existence of god then 
Right. Not then I wasn't. I, I mean, there, there are different contexts in which I'm going to argue different. Is, is and it, I would say, why, it, would you, why would you do that, though? Do what? Argue for a non-God. Or no God. No, I wasn't arguing for no. Oh, you said God. you weren't using. No, I just I said I my argument was such that I didn't take it any further to to argue. Okay, because science, I, I didn't make this argument because science is uncertain about certain things or about some things that there's a God. Right. So that's that's the argument. But some Christians will say that they'll 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 make the argument where look, science can't tell us the truth. And then they'll go on to say that therefore there's God or I just don't but, go there. But why not make the argument that you can't do science without God? Oh, I think you can. I th I, that's just not what I do in the book. I mean, you can. There's only so much time in a day. Why so didn't I, you write all of the books but, we wanted you to write? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted you to write the book. We wanted myself, you to write. I know. I keep <laughs> asking myself. Where do we get your book at? Is it Amazon? Amazon.com. Yeah, that's how okay. to be an atheist. How to be an atheist. Why many skeptics aren't skeptical enough by Dr. Mitch Stokes. Yeah. And we're Th going to keep fighting after this. But Th thanks for being on the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Thanks, yeah. Appreciate Until it. Yeah, next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, be a presuppositionalist, and feast. <laughs> <laughs>